Greetings everyone, I am Damon Lane and this is Logic Lane. back everyone to another episode of Logic Lane. Uh, jumping right in, let's get to history. This day in history, 1564, William Shakespeare, the playwright, was born in, uh, what they say, Stratford-upon-Avon. That's kind of a weird name for a, for a town or city, but I guess. Whatever, it's fine. Anyway, he was a big deal back then. Wrote a lot of stuff, did a lot of plays, did a lot of theater type stuff, and a lot of that still being a thing. That's why most people know who the hell William Shakespeare was. God, over 500 years later, Jesus, almost 500 years for, yeah, a lot. Let's just say that. Um, 1954, Hank Aaron hits his first career home run in the major leagues. And I can't remember exactly how many he hit before he retired, but it was a ton. He had an awful lot. Over 700, if I remember right. Seven, I want to say 753 comes to mind. I might be wrong, but that's the number that's popping in my head. But it, it was over 700. That's insane. That's a lot of damn home runs. I mean, if you got a guy these days, most careers of, of sluggers last maybe 10 years when they're in their prime. Sometimes up to 15, if they start young enough and are able to hit the ball a ton and aren't juicing. Christ, if they're juicing, they probably hit 2,000 in a, in a career. But the ones that aren't juicing, the ones that are doing it right, playing by the rules... Just working out and eating right and all those things and busting their ass. 700 is still a lot today. I mean, you figure 12 years, you'd have to, I mean, even at 10 years, that's 50 home runs per year. That ain't easy. Most guys average between 20 to 40, somewhere in there, somewhere in 30. But you, you really have to light it up, man. That's pretty, pretty insane. Now, I'm sure pitchers whipping their wicked stuff at them these days. Pitchers are probably a little bit higher quality than they were back then. I don't know. I guess I never watched a game back then, so who knows if that was re uh, legitimately a, a complaint there or a, uh, a good comparison. Um, additionally, 1865, Confederate President Jefferson Davis wrote a quote that was is still remembered today and I think is extremely relevant today during our current fucking mess. He wrote, 1865, Panic has seized this country. And I could sit here and talk until I'm blue in the face that he is not more correct in any other day than right now. Even though he's been dead for, what, 155 years, 160 years? It's an awful long time. 
Yeah, so there's that. It's it's pretty impressive stuff. And it's interesting because I, I could have sworn I just saw some protesting or something going on outside of some mayor's house somewhere, governor's house, protesting the lockdown and the, and the stay-at-home shit. And there was a Confederate flag out there. People were screaming racist because they had a Confederate flag. No, just because you have a flag doesn't mean you're a racist. Just means you stand for something different than a lot of others stand for. And right now, this country is pretty goddamn divided. It's amazingly divided. And I would argue that right now we are closer to a civil war than we ever have been since the last one took place. You know, stick that in your pipe and smoke it for a little bit. Think on that. Work that out in your head. That's a reality. I would not be surprised if it starts to happen before I'm dead. I'm in my 40s. I probably got, oh hell, I don't know, maybe 30 years left. Possibly 30, maybe 40. If I'm super lucky, although <laughs> I don't know if it's lucky to live that long, maybe 70s would be fine. I just want to see grandkids, you know, that's that's it. See them grow up after they're grown up and gone and doing their own thing. I'm, I'm good. I can check out. But will I make it that far? Who knows? Who knows? Been eating a lot better. Been getting fed lots of salads lately, so... I've been eating granola and eating salads, and I'll tell you what, I have to say, they've been good. They've been a nice change. I mean, probably by about week two of the same stuff, I may get tired of it, but right now I'm really enjoying them. They're put together well. The wife put together a hell of a salad uh, the last couple days. Bunch of turkey in there. Um, boy, lettuce, and it's the really green kind that looks like leaves that you would find in a forest floor. <laughs> It's not like the really light kind, that's crunchy kind, the really good kind. No, this is the leafy stuff that I give her crap about putting in there. But it's, of course, the greener it is, the better it is for you. Typically. Typically. Which is funny because, okay, for those of you that are grossed out, you may want to plug your ears for the next 10, 15 seconds. It, 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 it seems funny to me that the greener things are you put in, the better it is for you. But when green shit comes out of you, it's a bad thing. I ain't green snot, green, <laughs> green shit. It's usually a bad thing or a sign of bad things. So if that happens, go see your doctor. It's not good. Anyway, but yeah, these salads have been predominantly pretty good. Uh, I'm enjoying them. I mean, some of these have blueberries. She's got cranberries in there, so that's a good thing too. Throwing some fruits in there, some tomatoes in there, let's make some veggies. It's not a bad meal. There's chopped up cauliflower and broccoli, big fans of those. I'm really enjoying these salads, actually. I didn't expect that I would, but they're pretty damn good. I mean, you know, I mean, outside of having to pick all the extra lettuce out of the damn teeth, that's a little bit of a pain in the ass, but, you know, it's pretty good. And I'm feeling pretty good the last few days. I haven't had any stomach issues which I tend to do if I eat a lot of bad shit. But I've been doing pretty well. I don't know that I'm any more regular than I was prior to it, but, you know, with all the granola I've been adding to my intake. But I've been doing pretty good with, with what I've been eating. 
and it's actually kept me fairly full to where I haven't had to eat the big giant lasagna she packed for me, so I haven't had the need to do that either. So I can get home, heat that up, and do some editing. So there's that. That's kind of an interesting thought, just kind of a sidetrack. You know, and I figured if I go on a, on a sidetrack, get off course a little bit, what the hell? Who cares? It's fun. People enjoy that. I enjoy it. It's fun. And from what I, I, what I gather, that kind of stuff is a little bit more fun. So anyway, rolling my ass back here. Um, it was Earth Day uh, yesterday. And it's, it, it was a funny sentiment that I don't know where I heard it. Had to be some news newscast or just a little interruption in between the news or, you know, commercial, something like that. Some Somebody in a local regional, uh, I don't know, news brief, report, something. Anyway, at the end of it, they closed out, said Earth Day has come and gone again. However, they noticed that this Earth Day, that Corona being here seems to have been a major benefit to the Earth by way of keeping people at home and the, the pollution levels have gone considerably down because everybody's at home, the cars aren't out on the roads, burning gas, pumping a bunch of exhaust into the atmosphere. So we're allowing, even though we're all of us are, are, are puckered up pretty tightly right now, Mother Earth is getting a, a nice little breath of fresh air, it seems. So not everything that comes that is bad is bad to everything. You know, I, I mentioned a few nights back that humans are predominantly a virus themselves. Um, you know, I just saw a deer there. Uh, I'll get to that in a second. But humans are a, you know, like I said, a, a virus in that we seem to just keep producing and producing and producing more offspring. Some families, I mean, I saw on the news, there's a, a lady that infected all 17 of her children. I'm like, 17 fucking kids? Holy shit. Wow. That's fucking insane. That is a blight upon the economy and the healthcare system and the food shelf, I'm sure. My God, what the hell? They can't be all hers. Oh my God, if they are, someone slap that person. Somebody shut her down so she can't do it anymore. My God. But this is what I'm talking about. We pump out so many offspring. We don't care. There's people. There, there are people that are on welfare. And they have decided if I crap out two more kids, we'll have a lot more income coming in. And we don't have to do anything different. And we're going to be making money, sitting on our asses doing nothing, just raising the kids. Yeah, that's a thing, people. If you didn't know, look that shit up. It's stunning to see and uncover these things. Now, that being the case, my point is valid in saying we are a virus upon this earth. You know, I also said a few nights back, too, that, you know, there's studies that have been you know, not really proven, but there's theories right now, at the very least, and, and there's a lot of studying going on. But the theories, there, there's one theory that we didn't originate on this planet. We came here as a substitute for Mars because we fucked it up so damn bad, it, it's nothing but a, a freaking desert with no water anymore. 
which would match up with our circadian rhythms. And that's when I was talking about it anyway. But here we are on Earth and we're mass producing. We're throwing seed everywhere. We're freaking having kids. We're, we're, we're growing so much in size that we're overgrowing our areas we're living in. We're having to level new forests. We're leveling, uh, not new forests, but we're leveling, putting new developments in existing forest land. We're drying up wetlands so that we can build on them and skirt the wetland act. All of these things are displacing other animals and everything else. Now, I'm not going to go nuts on the green stuff. I'm just padding my case is that the humankind is a virus. All right. Anyway, back to the deer that I saw on the side of the road. Got to be a little careful. I had a friend of mine uh, smoked a deer on his way home from work yesterday and pretty much destroyed his car. So there's that. You always got to be on the lookout. And for those of you that don't know, if you see a deer run across, back the hell off the accelerator because I guarantee you there's another one somewhere nearby. You may have lucked out and he went first and this is the second one that you're finally seeing. Or in my friend's case, it could have very well been you saw the first one and it was too late to see the second one and bam, your car's fucked. Very, very lucky he didn't take out the legs and throw the thing up through the windshield because I wouldn't have been able to talk to my friend today. Very glad he's safe. He walked away from it. Sucks that his car's gone, but it was good to see him safe and sound. So anyway, so always be on the lookout. You never fucking know. Mother Nature can throw you a curveball. Maybe it's her way of trying to eliminate some of the viruses on her earth. <laughs> I don't know. It's an interesting thought. Speaking about viruses, Colin Kaepernick's in the news. This pile of shit of a human being has announced, he's made announcements that he's going to give 100000 or has already given $100,000 towards corona relief. However, he put a stipulation on it that it must go to only black and brown people. Wow, way to go, dickhead. Let's fucking just, oh my God, really? Let's go right ahead and just declare him a racist because that's exactly what this fucker is. He's going to hand out some money and say, no, it only goes to black and browns. Fuck the white guy. Fuck the white woman. We're not dealing with that shit. No, only black and browns. Everybody else can go suck on it. Yeah, well, there you go. way to go, dickhead. Way to go, Colin. Yeah, just when you thought people were starting to come around and say, you know what, okay, he was given a bad rap. I never said that, by the way. I thought he was a piece of shit from get-go. Taking a knee. Fuck you. Anyway, this guy's doing his thing. He's a pile of shit. Everybody should get out there and hate on him. He's, he's a fucking prick. He's a complete prick that is doing nothing except, I mean, he's joining the, the crew of, of racists uh, like, like Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton that stand around and do nothing. They make an issue out of nothing and blow it out of proportion so they can swing everything to their side because somehow they're being kept down. Madness. 
Maybe 200 years ago, yes. Maybe 100 years ago, 50, 70 years ago. Maybe, sure. Not today, no way. Not even close. There is by far more racism going to every other freaking, every other color than there ever was before. It is lessened by a large margin towards the black in color, the brown in color. But it has increased against the Hispanics. It's increased against the whites significantly. It's probably multiplied by 10 against the whites now. So is that your way of making things better? Colin, Al, Jesse, is that your way? Instead, let's let's diminish the amount of racism towards the blacks and let's increase it to everybody else. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. All that's going to do is breed hate and make things worse. Without you three people and people like you in this world, we do better off. We are better off and we were working already. It was already getting better. It takes generations to take that kind of hate out of the system. Because it takes a child being born today, being raised and taught that it's okay to be different colors and it's fine and eliminate that. And it takes all of these children of today to have their own children and to be breeding new children and after a few generations, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years before it's all gone away. We were finally getting to that point and you fucking three people out there causing freaking hate. Way to go. Now it's not all you, but I would pin 75% on you and people just like you. They're everywhere and my God, it needs to stop. Our last president, the freaking idiot Obama did the same shit. Instead of bringing people together, he just freaking divided us more. Oh, Christ, I, I got to get off that subject. Let's jump into, I mean, he's a dick. I, they're all dicks, every one of them. <laughs> God, I can't, can't take it. Can't fucking take it. You know, since I'm here and kind of in the this is bullshit kind of area that I'm in right now, this, I'm in the bullshit zone. So in the bullshit zone, let's pull up participation trophies. Now, I won't say I'm 100% against them, but I'm about 95. And the reason I'm only 95 is because I think it's okay for children that play sports at a very young age, say five, six, seven, they're starting out, but once you hit like freaking 10 years old, there should be parenting involved to teach your kid that you're not always going to win. You have to play hard, you have to work as a team to win and gain that, get that first, second, third place trophy. If your team wasn't good enough, you guys didn't have your shit together, and you lost, you didn't come in first, second, or third, you don't get a trophy. Maybe a little something for the effort, that would be fine. Some sort of a little medal or something for hay. But that's on the team and the parents 
to work that out, but it shouldn't be a freaking league-wide thing. The league will provide freaking first place, second place trophies, and occasionally third. What years ago I coached baseball, and I did not believe in the in the the participation trophies. I coached between ten and thirteen year old children. We did well. We didn't win it all one year, but we, we I think we finished second. It was fine. It was it was one year that we played pretty dang well. We finished second. Had a good squad. Now I didn't give them all medals. Hey, we lost. It sucks. You know, it is what it is. Let's get back together and try harder next year and see what we can do. But I did offer a few trophies that I bought in addition. I was a commissioner. I was already dealing with for the league with the trophy lady. I went out and got a couple of trophies on my own dime. I thought that I had one specific assistant coach that always busted his ass that was always there. And I gave him a Coach of the Year award. A little tiny trophy for him that he was able to take back and keep on his mantle that, hey, at least this one year in your life, you meant something to somebody else. That was perfect in my mind. That's the kind of shit I do. I went one step further. There was one additional thing that I remember doing. I think I gave out a award or two to some of the kids. Best batting average, you know, most turnaround player, stuff like that. So each of the players got a little bit of something. But it wasn't a participation trophy. They were something different. They were out of my own pocket. And not every kid got one. Because you know what? You got to achieve something. And they didn't. Not all of them. But I went one step further and I gave an additional award to one of the parents. Now this lady was there all the time. Always went the extra mile. Wasn't, I mean, her kid wasn't the best player. He was a good, solid little player, but he wasn't the best on the squad. But he was a good kid. I had him for two, two years there. But she was always there, always busted her ass, always did a good job, always took care of the concession stand, always went the extra mile. Whenever I couldn't find another parent to do something else, this lady was the go-to parent. And you know what? She told me afterwards that she couldn't believe it. She was teary-eyed. She'd never received a trophy in her life before. Well, she got one from me because she busted her ass, and I felt it needed to be noticed and congratulated, and I wanted to take that time. Now, that all came out of my own pocket. The rest of the league, I don't know, it's up to their own team. Like I said, I did my team my way. Everybody should have done their team their way. You don't need to do everything the same way, and the league shouldn't have to have participation trophies for the entire league. That's just nuts. Unless it's like very young children. Below 10, fine. You could argue even 9 is, is old enough to know that you're not going to win everything. You don't always come away with a trophy. That's what drives the spirit of champions. To learn and, and early on that, you know what? We're not always going to win. We need to bust our ass. We've got to keep trying, keep practicing. I want to win a trophy next year. That's what kept me going when I was playing sports growing up bust my ass. I work hard. I was out there. I remember being a, a pitcher in baseball. My dad hung a tire out behind the house and I chucked baseball through that sucker. 
he built me a little mound from a bunch of street uh, street sweeps, uh, just dirt and crap. He put that in the yard. Put a we put a uh, what the hell was it? It was like a two by four down in the shape of a mound. Put that in the ground, and then we raised up a mound a little bit. And I worked off that sucker and kept chucking through a ball or chucking the ball through the tire over and over and over. And if I could keep hitting that tire over and over, it was the strike zone, and it paid off. It paid off tremendously. I remember looking through in a, just a recent move that we did, looking around, and I found a baseball that my dad had, had wrote, written a number of stuff on that baseball of one of the games that I pitched. And I forget, it was a six-inning game. I forget, I think six innings, 18 strikeouts. I struck out 14 out of the 18 kids that I faced, and I only allowed one hit. <laughs> Yeah, pretty cool. I think I faced 19 kids is what it was. 14 strikeouts anyway. Out of out of 19 kids, one hit. The rest were grounders or pop-ups. But that all came because I was busting my ass wanting to be the best and wanting the other kids to be the best, and we all busted our asses. We showed up at practice all the time. We never missed. We were constantly doing these things. We were constantly doing that shit. Because we wanted to get better and we wanted to fucking win this year. Last year we didn't do so well. We didn't freaking win and we were hungry. We worked hard. We busted our ass and we got there. And you know what? The last two years we ended up winning. Both years. I think I played three years in that league or that that, that age group. And we won two of them. So yeah, participation trophies suck. Your own team can do your own thing, but we've covered all that. The last thing I wanted to bring up today, and it's kind of a weird thing. I'm just going to throw these two words out. One of them is ceramicist, word of the day, and the other one is eyelashes. Now, the reason I bring up ceramicist is just I happen to be flipping around some ads and whatnot. And I happen to notice that some Hollywood guy is becoming a ceramicist. Well, apparently, I didn't, I had not known this prior, but apparently a ceramicist is what you call somebody who works um, as a ceramics person. So, yeah, there you go. I didn't know it after all these years. I'd never, not that I really gave a damn, but, you know, it's just something, something that, you know, maybe you don't know that now you do. So, there you go. You're welcome. And eyelashes, the reason that one, that was just getting to me. Last night, sitting in my chair, I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck are eyelashes good for? Maybe to keep bugs out of your eye, but you know what? I got got eyelids for that. See a bug, close the eye. I mean, I've got other crap that can get in my eyes, but I end up rubbing my eyes anyway. You got Visine, you got eye drops to wash the shit out. I mean, eyelashes can be really pretty on a woman, but for a man, they kind of look stupid. They, they do more harm than good, honestly. They fall out all the time. They end up in your eye. They end up underneath an eyelid. You got to wash them out. You got to constantly run stuff. In. They're a pain in the damn ass is all they are. I mean, yes, we might look a little fucking funny without them, but you know what? There's a lot of people without them. You got to look around. They're mostly older people, but... What the hell? Eyelashes. I mean, do I curl them? Do I let them just grow straight? 
Some of them turn gray. Some of them just, they're weird, man. They catch weird shit. They catch other hair. They catch garbage. It's really weird shit. I don't know. Eyelashes, I think, are really weird, really silly, and dumb and should be gone. Go away, eyelashes. You need to go. <laughs> All right, anyway. Going to cut her short. Starting to hit a bunch of uh, bumps and whatnot. It's getting probably hard and annoying to hear me. And listen through all that shit. So anyway, thanks again for listening. We will talk to you again tomorrow. Take care, everybody. Be safe. Bye-bye now. All music used in this podcast was provided by Joseph McDade. Find him at josephmcdade.com.